He asked her to get in touch with Carl, and she failed. And Margaret seems to think that this proves that Carl is still alive. Sure, oh, it's ridiculous, but you'll know what women are when they get ideas into their heads. Also, Margaret's very depressed because they had a quarrel of some kind just before he left for Geneva. But can't a doctor help her? He prescribes sedatives, Mrs. Temple, but she refuses to take them. I'm afraid my sister's completely dominated by this obsession of hers. So much so that she's made up her mind to consult you, Mr. Temple. But why should she consult me? Can't you guess why? She wants you to find her husband for her. How much further have we got to go? I thought you parked the car just round the corner. I did. I left it in front of this letterbox. Well, it isn't here. Oh, it's very odd. It's very annoying. I'm getting terribly wet. I don't understand this. I swear I left it here. Did you lock it? Yes, of course I did. Well, no. no, we can't just stand here. No, I suppose I'd better ring the police. We'll go back to the restaurant. I can phone from there and we can pick up a cab. All right. Oh, gosh, it's absolutely pouring down now. Wait till you see the papers tomorrow morning. Won't I just look a fool? Paul Temple's car stolen. Private eye <laughs> sends for Scotland Yard. <laughs> Picked a very nice job, then. I'll say that. Yeah. She goes like a bird. Hey, did you find any papers? No, I went through the pockets and the dash. No idea who it belongs to, then? No. I picked her up in one of those squares off Knightsbridge. <laughs> when she's had one of Bert's repaints, no one'll recognise her. That. And only 5,000 on the clock. Yeah. Good as new. <laughs> Better in some ways. Hey, it's a hell of a night. Shouldn't think the cops will be hanging around at a night like this. Hey, how long will it take us to get to Bert's place? About 40 minutes. Don't go too fast. Ah, don't take any chances. Hey, does that car want to pass us? It's been on our tail for the last couple of miles. Yeah. Yeah, I've been watching him in the mirror. It couldn't be a police car. <laughs> you tell me. I'll slow up a bit. You're there slowing up as well. I can't see for the headlights. I don't think it's the cops, then. No, well, we're coming to the double carriageway. I'll wave them on. Or should we change those damn plates? Maybe yeah, they're coming up, then. What the hell's he playing at? Ah, uh, it's all right. It isn't the cops. Pull over a bit. Uh, are they still coming? They've, they've opened the side window. What the devil are they? Look at Dennis got a gun. Who are you talking about? Den, pull up. We're going for the ditch. Yes, darling? Do you think you could tear yourself away from that paper for a minute and pour me some coffee? Mm. Oh, sorry, dear. Uh, we're out of coffee, so I asked Charlie to make tea. Oh. All right, then, tea. And maybe a little sympathy. Sympathy? Oh, a car was stolen last night, remember? <laughs> I've been reading about it in the paper. Mr. Temple, usually so self-possessed, was irritated when our reporter asked about the stolen car. Hmm. Don't ask me what happened, snapped Britain's number one private eye. I haven't a clue. I've never said a word about not having a clue. Yes, what is it, Charlie? Uh, there's a police inspector in the hall, Inspector Lloyd, I think he said. Oh, that'll be about the car. Ask him to come in here. Yes. In here, please, sir. Uh, thank you. 
Good morning, Mr. Temple. Oh, good morning, Inspector. I don't think you've met my wife. No. Steve, I... this is Inspector Lloyd. Good morning, Mr. Good Temple. Good morning, Inspector. I just looked in to let you know we found the car. Have you by Timothy? That's quick work. Yes, but I'm afraid it's in pretty bad shape. There was a serious accident. Oh. Where did you find it, Inspector? Well, we found it in the ditch just outside St. Albans. It's been a linear write-off, I should say. Oh, oh Lord. Any trace of the driver? I'm afraid so. He was still at the wheel with two bullets through his head. Oh, no. But who was the man, do you know? Yes, he was a well-known car thief named Den Roberts. We found some fake number plates in the back of the car. I dare say he planned to swap them as soon as he got to St. Albans. You've no idea who shot him, I suppose? No, we haven't. We think there was another person in the car, but he or she got clean away. Mm. It's a bit of a problem, but Sir Graham said to let you know we're working on it. Mm, thank you. What's happened to the car, by the way? It's in the Pentagon garage in Cumberland Street. They're going to give you a ring. Oh, good. Well, if there's nothing else, Mr. Temple, I have a busy morning. Yes, yes, of course. I'll see you out. No, no, no. I'll see myself out. Good morning, Mr. Temple. Good morning, Inspector. Good morning. I suppose it didn't occur to Inspector Lloyd that whoever shot the thief might have thought that they were shooting you. Huh? Oh, good Lord, Steve. Whatever gave you that idea? Now, you know. You thought of that yourself. You must have done it. It never entered my head. Paul, it was your car. It was a very dark night. The number plates hadn't been changed, so anyone following the car must have thought it was you who was driving it. Not necessarily. Besides, how do you know the shots came from another car? Yes, Charlie, what is it now? Uh, it's uh, Mrs. Milburn, sir. The lady seemed a bit upset, so I'll put her in the study. Oh, all right. Tell her we'll be with her in a minute. No use, Mr. Temple. The more I think about it, the more certain I am that the dead man we saw that morning wasn't Carl. Then why didn't you say so at the time, Mrs. Murphy? I was so upset, so confused. Mm. But your brother identified the body. Yes, I know, but he was upset too, and... You've seen Morris, then? Yes. My wife and I had dinner last night at the Lescaux restaurant. Your brother invited us into his office for a drink. Oh. Tell me... What was your husband doing in Geneva? He went out there on business to see Julia Carrington. The Hollywood film star? Yes. She retired to Switzerland four years ago, and Carl had heard a rumour that she was writing her memoirs. He was very anxious to find out if it was true. Yes, the autobiography of Julia Carrington would certainly be a scoop for any publisher. Yes, that's what Carl said. He had a very good agent in Switzerland, but he insisted on seeing this woman himself. Mrs. Milbourne, I don't doubt that you really believe that your husband isn't dead, but... Is this feeling just a hunch? No, it's not just a hunch, Mrs. Temple. It's more than that. A very great deal more. Do you mean you have proof that he's alive? Yes, I have proof. And that's why I came to see you. Then tell me about it, Mrs. Milbourne. When I came back from Switzerland after the accident, there was a parcel waiting at home addressed to Carl from a shop in St. Moritz. It contained a hat, Carl's hat, the one he wore when he went to Geneva. He had a weakness for buying hats. I knew immediately what had happened. He had apparently visited St. Moritz, bought a new hat, and had told them to post his old one home. Yes, but this must have happened before the accident. I'm coming to that, Mr. Temple. The hat was no use to me, of course, so I gave it to the gardener. The day before yesterday, he asked to see me. He said he found a piece of paper in the brim of the hat. Here it is. Oh, go on, Mrs. Melbourne. Well, you see the handwriting and the date on that piece of paper. Yes, I see the date. January the 6th. That note was written two days after the accident. Yet it was written by my husband. Are you sure it's your husband's handwriting? Yes, I'm positive. What's in the note, Paul? Please don't worry. Have seen Randolph and everything will be all right. We'll get in touch later. 
But your husband couldn't have written that note after the accident, Mrs. Milborne. Yes, if you believe it was my husband that was involved in the accident. But I've already told you I don't think it was Carl who was killed. Then who was it? I don't know. Mrs. Milborne, assuming your husband did write this, does it make any sense to you? Have you heard of anyone called Randolph? No, I haven't. I can't imagine what he means. Well, now, what would you like me to do? I'd like you and Mrs. Temple to come out to Switzerland with me. With you? I want you to make absolutely sure that it was my husband who arranged the hat to be sent back to London. Also, I'd like to know what Carl was doing in San Moritz. He never told me he was going there. But perhaps he went to see Julia Carrington. I believe she has a house in St. Moritz, uh, as well as Geneva. Well, my brother spoke to Miss Carrington when we were in Geneva. She said she'd never seen Carl. Apparently her secretary had had a brief chat with him, and that was all. I see. Mrs. Milbourne, do you mind if I ask you a personal question? Please, ask me anything you like. Did you and your husband have a quarrel before he left for Geneva? Well, how did you know? Did Morris tell you? He vaguely mentioned it. Well, well, please don't get the wrong impression. Carl and I very rarely quarrelled. In fact, there was only one thing we ever really disagreed about. Mm -hmm. Carl was anxious to avoid death duties. He always took it for granted he'd go first and... Well, he just would talk about it. I hated the subject. I, I used to keep telling him, you're too young to die, Carl. And he talked about death duties the night before he left for Geneva? Yes, he did. But we were quite friendly again the next morning, and I saw him off at the airport. I see. Well, I'd like to think about what you've told me, Mrs.